Boom, coming in hot, Chichi. How we doing, brother, on hump day? Hump day. Yeah, dude, <laughs> we got we already established what we're talking about today because there's so much good action going on. I know, dude. I love it. Um, love it. Dude, your boy McAfee, man, what a show he puts on, dude. He's got that whole team of guys. He obviously has Rogers once a week all year. Rogers yep. went into the hole for a week yep. in the end of February. Yep. And and he did this whole countdown clock this morning. The the Aaron Rodgers day on a Pat McAfee show. That, so he came on at one. He came and so they did an hour just talking about what Rogers is going to say. Did you see it or did you not no, see? It? No, yeah. no, no. Then, then they brought then they brought then they brought Rogers on. Brought Rogers on. He kind of played. He's such a soft spoken dude on those things, you know. So <laughs> everybody's just sitting there with like bated breath trying to figure out what he's going to say. And finally, he eventually says, "I am." Not retiring. I want to play for the New York Jets. And it was like. That's awesome. And they went nuts. Oh, yeah. McAfee and them all went nuts. But there's other stuff going on with that. I forgot to turn this light on. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Turn on light. So a couple things that happened. When he went into the cave, he thought that the Packers said, take your time. When you come out, let us know what you want to do. But then when he was in the cave, the Packers guys were like, basically kind of just said, we got to move on from him. And so he came out of the cave, the cave a little pissed off, and now he just finally announced, I'm, "I want to be, I want to be a Jet." And New oh. York is going bananas right now, and so is New Jersey. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah. Well, dude, didn't the Jets have the Offensive Player of the Year and uh, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I mean they got some studs, dude. Rodgers is the guy the Jets need. There's you know no what question. I mean? Like they, they, I mean they need a, a veteran. Uh, a guy that's was the MVP two years ago. This guy's a stud, and for a guy like Rogers, bro, it's gonna give him a new change of scenery, something to prove again, yeah. purpose to play. All of a sudden, you're in New York. You know what I mean? It, it gives you a reason. This guy's still in his prime, man. He's still one of the best in the game. Like he's he's the leader they're looking for. They're such a young team. You know, Salah does a great job with with that uh, defense. And just the you know they they must be so fired up that Rogers wants to come to New York and and they opened up some salary cap too didn't they recently they opened up um, opened yeah. up some space to be able to sign Rogers so they if did. that gets done bro that's a game change the Jets are now big time players yeah and now all of a sudden everybody's talking about oh do you go get do you go get Beckham add another weapon on offense do you go get another one of these guys they just signed this boy I forgot his name the, the wide receiver is one of his best friends but. There, there's like a whole wish list of things, and now if you're a free agent, oh, there's a lot of free go to the agents Jets. out there. You want to go to the yeah. Jets now? It's like, yeah. oh, they have a great defense, and they're going to have Aaron Rodgers. None of this <laughs> yeah. is official, by the way. The, the weird thing is that the Packers still they still have to make the deal. Like the Packers need compensation right. back. He's still Aaron Rodgers, and they still I don't want to say own the rights to him, but they still have the rights to him as a player. So it's not like he's right. coming out of retirement. So that's what makes this tricky. And it makes it really weird that he said this out loud. I don't know. Like, I was on with some of the 33rd guys today, and we were trying to figure out, like, did he just give Jet the Jets all of the leverage so that they can keep more players in the trade? And on a flip side, the Packers, they still have the rights to them. They can just say, nah. But, right. but being such a historic figure in Green Bay, you, you, you really don't want to end this too bad, right? If you're the Packers. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because Favre's tenure added, ended bad in, in mm -hmm. with the Packers, too. 
you know, he ended up going to Minnesota and the Jets, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think when you look at this whole thing, yeah, I mean, gosh, Rodgers has solidified himself as as a Hall of Fame quarterback, no doubt about it, with the legacy, won a championship with the Packers and and, and some MVPs. Um, yeah, you don't want it to end bad, and I think his legacy is already um, – uh, already done you know what i mean he's already he's already solidified being a legendary packer he'll always be that way but at the end of the day it's like joe montana when joe montana left the niners and went with the chiefs hey the chiefs were winning they went to playoff games yeah. like they did well you know montana was still legit like look at brady brady leaves the patriots he goes to goes to tampa wins a super bowl like that's what i think when i when i see rogers here going to the jets you know i feel like um, you know, there, there was definitely some contentious moments these last couple of years with the management of the Packers and and what Rogers' role was at times. So I think him going going to New York uh, is it is it ending with the with the Packers not great? Yeah, but that, I don't think it's going to hurt his legacy. Like just like Favre, man. You know, I think Favre's legacy with the Packers now that it, the the smoke is cleared is 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 still good too. Yeah, can you go back to that one thing about being rejuvenated? Like and. I would use a comp like you get to Detroit and all of a sudden you're on a title contender. Like, oh, and you bro. you hit like a maniac yeah. that year. Well, it, it, it's listen. I was in Cincinnati where we were struggling at the end. I got traded to the Pirates where we were the worst team in baseball. Then I get traded to the Tigers and I'm like, holy Moses! Like your 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 power, you know your your power takes over and you're just so excited to be there, so excited to be in contention, so excited to be on a contender, knowing that you still got good skills and you're you're you know you're ready to make, you know make an impact and. Like I said, man, that change of scenery of w- a winning culture where, you know, hey, listen, we're, we, we went to get you because we know we're going to win now. We want you to bring your skills and put us over the top. Man, I, I you know, I, I, I've been there and you know, obviously I don't think I was, I, I was, a, I was a piece of that puzzle, but you know, towards the end, it was a, you know, a big piece. And like I said, for Rogers, man, for Jets fans, Rogers, I mean, these guys got to be fired up that uh, if Rogers ends up a Jet. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's good. Yeah, be I know. Crazy. Yeah, and Joe Namath yeah. has already said if he comes to the Jets, he would let Rogers wear number twelve. Rogers is number twelve what? in his career. I don't know if you can. I don't know about that. Ooh, do you I take it? Do you no, take it? No, no, I don't, dude. It's Joe Namath. You just gotta like say, all right, I'll be something now. I can't imagine Rogers wearing twelve in New York. That would be a little. Keep the humble pie. Wear another number. It's a new new scenery. Like I said, like when I went to the Pirates, they didn't think enough of me to the, to, <laughs> to get the ghost the ghost of Roberto Clemente to say, "Hey, bro, we're so glad you're from Pittsburgh." Here's twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think. What do you think, dude? I, what do you think, Chichi? I, you know, would you want to wear twelve if you're Rogers? No, because I think it puts an added. It's a, he's already going to New York. Pressure, boom. Right. And right. and you're going to add the pressure. You're going to take. Arguably, top five most famous athletes in 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 the, the the century in New York, and you're gonna throw his jersey on. What if you go zero and two in the first? People are gonna be burning Aaron Rodgers, Joe Namath jerseys, and people right. are gonna be calling for him to take the jersey off. Like, I don't think that. Right. I don't think I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do yeah. it. I like. Yeah. There was a there were a few years for the Yankees where. Uh, uh, Paul O'Neill's number wasn't retired, and I remember guys were nobody was going to wear that number in New York, and he was—he's not even a Hall of Famer. Like yeah. it's just that that, and you, 
Didn't you say that a couple teams you were on? You didn't want to. T- oh, you didn't. When you were in college, you didn't want to try to t- ask an oh, older college, guy for yeah. a number. Well, 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 also too, when I went to the Reds, I was no, I wanted number twenty, but that was Frank Robinson. So obviously, <laughs> yeah. hey, I was a total bum at that point. I was like, they, they're like, who's this guy? Guy has a, he has two hits in the big leagues from the Indians. They're not going to give him Frank Robinson's number. It's like so only good. the one of the greatest players ever. So, so Frank Robinson blocked me in Cincy. Clemente blocked me in Pittsburgh, and Lloyd McClendon tried to block me in Detroit. But I said, Lloyd. Listen, you're not Clemente, and you're not Frank, <laughs> and you're not Frank Robinson. I need 21. Okay? Is that a fact? That's great. Yeah, it's a fact. <laughs> I love that. I, ga- I gave him some golf clubs and some balls. I said, I- I'm, I'm where I took. I told you I wore number 12 for the fr- first game in Detroit. I'd like to get that jersey back, dude. I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta call and see if I can get number 12 because I did wear it in the big leagues. It's the one jersey I don't have. So I'm sure you get that. You have a pretty good pull with that organization. Yeah, I, think I you gotta can make a call. I gotta make person. a call. You should yeah, get that. Call. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. All right. What else? <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot that when you just said the word Jersey, I got to send you uh, our winners. <laughs> I forgot to send you the uh, address for the yes. winner. of our- Yeah. So yeah. Send me that address. Yeah. Please. You'll be getting it shortly. Sorry. I totally yes. forgot. About it. All right. Let's get back over to the baseball. A lot going on. WBC Cuba nail biting win today. It wasn't, you know, they won 4-3, but they advanced past Australia. That would have been a huge story. But since they won, it's not a big story. Big story we've been talking about. You and I have been talking about this for like a week off the the record, but is Anthony Volpe going to be a professional New York Yankee? Will he break camp with his team? Because he's doing really well, dude. And he's one of their dude, top prospects. I, I feel like he's their top prospect. I feel like he is, man. He's 21 years old. And like you were saying before, Chinch, like he's in, he's been in pro ball. He's out of high school. You know what I mean? He's been in pro ball, you know, a few years now. You know what I mean? This isn't like this guy didn't just come out of college and, you know, just getting his feet wet. This guy knows the deal. He's been in pro ball. Um, you know, he, he, he had another good year last year, two good, two really good years. Um, he's having a great spring this spring. You know, he's, he's hitting big league pitching, some good big league pitching. Uh, he can pick it over there in short. The guy's a baseball rat, dude. He loves the game. I get a chance to coach him at the Under Armour All-American game a few years ago when he was a senior. And I was like, this, who's that kid at short? Like, just a gamer of a, you know, of a player. And uh, I, Aaron Boone's loving him. And I love the fact that he's kind of fitting in. He's, he's also a New Yorker. Uh, he loved the Yankees growing up. I think it's time, man. It's time. Do, do, you know, they're calling up guys earlier and earlier nowadays i think anthony volpe's ready to uh you know to break camp with the with the with the yankees and i think it just would be a great story he's having a great, great spring and you love seeing guys like this maybe maybe make the team you know yeah how about this this is a great story al Leiter told me this so you know uh jack and uh-huh. anthony played at the barton high school together in new jersey which if you yeah, think about incredible. having two like first round draft picks like that it, unbelievable i went out and did that piece with alan and then first of all volpe and Jack, but we're talking specific right. Volpe. Uh, oh, my God, one of the more down-to-earth human beings I've ever met in my life. At the time, I talked to him. He was, like, 19 or 20, and he's a New York Yankee. And if right. you realize, a couple years ago, they were mentioning his name in Mike Trout trades. Like, that's how highly regarded this kid is as a human in in addition to his skill set. Because, he, like you said, he's a rat, like a gym rat. But right. super quick, crazy story. When Leiter was pitching for the Mets, he had this uh, place on the Upper East Side by the uh, Central Park, of course, because Leiter's a gazillionaire. Um, <laughs> and he said during the day, his uh, uh, his wife used to go and let uh, Jack go play in, in Central Park. And Jack meets his boy in Central Park, and the two started playing together. And they started playing, you know, having catches together or whatever. It was Jack Leiter and Anthony Volpe at like six or seven years old. 
what? They've actually been friends that long. And uh, it was actually kind of like the lighters that kind of helped, like, you know, uh, get Anthony uh, yeah. focus goes torn and going towards Del Barton. Because, first of all, it's a great, it's a great baseball program and things like, things like that. Great school. Uh, right. And uh, so Anthony Volpe and Jack Leiter, six years old, were running around Central Park. And now they are two of the most talked about prospects in, in baseball. <laughs> You know? Isn't that incredible, man? That's and you did a story on them, Chinch, right? Yeah, a couple yeah. couple years ago yeah. at Del Barton. It's on the Del Barton so website, cool. I think. Still, yeah, that's so cool. That's so, dude. I got I got a connection to Volpe too. Not only was that I coach him in the Under Armour All American game. My uncle Mike, my mom's brother, I believe. Now, Uncle Mike, I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not, but I might mess up this story. Is that um, I believe Volpe's dad is a dentist or a doctor. And I believe that my uncle Mike either goes to him as a dentist or he's his doctor. One of the two. Wow, that makes sense. By the way, Del yeah. Barton's not the cheapest school in the world to go to. I looked at that. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I think, I think yeah, you hit so it pretty. That could be a true story. I right think you there, hit yeah. that nail on the head. So here's here's another true story, dude. Speaking of the Yankees, this blew my mind. This blew my mind. Um, I'm forgetting her name, but great writer for uh, Sports Illustrated found out today or yesterday that the Yankees players have to pay for their own Wi-Fi on their on their flights. <laughs> Well, like, I I don't even know. And the funniest part about it is, like, I guess all the players, uh, all the players, like, yell at, like, Garrett Cole, and you're like, you're the reason I got to put my credit card into this thing, <laughs> get you $50 million. I got I to gotta pay for Wi-Fi on a Yankee flight. First of all, just t- what are your thoughts on this story? Oh, my God. I, well, I think it's incredible. I love that they're burying Garrett Cole, too, because that's so <laughs> funny. Like, that's nothing better than getting the guy that makes the most money and telling him, hey, dude, you know what? It, it should be Aaron Judge this year. The reason we got the Wi-Fi is Aaron <laughs> yeah. Judge is 360 mil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude. I got so many thoughts on flights and burying guys and stuff like that. So many stories. First off, my one flight story is I get to the trade to the Reds, bro. And I don't really know much. I just know that I just came from Cleveland. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to be in Cincinnati. And, you know, so dude, one of the, when I first got to Cincinnati, you're not going to believe this. When I first got to Cincinnati, the first flight I ever got on for the big leagues with the Reds commercial. I still can't believe that. Commercial. Like, walk on the flight. And I th- I was, like, just excited to be in the biggest. I had no idea you flow private because with the Reds, I'm like, hey, you know, we're sitting next to. So, like, literally, like, you you, you would you get a seat. Next to I some- remember asking a lady to move over. I was like, can you? She's like, oh, honey, are you guys a ball club? I could get, we're this, not only are we a ball club, man, we're the sisters <laughs> in the big leagues. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I was like, can you move over? I'm in 32B. Yeah, and you guys are all huge human beings. Huge monsters. Horrible getting on a commercial flight for you anyway. Oh my God. Incredible. So that was the first thing. That's the first flying commercial with the Reds. I think that stopped when Greg Vaughn came. Greg Vaughn was like, listen, I need goatees and no more, no more freaking commercial (laughs) flights. This is the big leagues. We need to clean it up, you know? That's the first thing. Second thing is. Dude, the flights were incredible. I remember, like, I still love uh, the Rush song, um, Tom Sawyer, because yeah. whenever we would take off, right when we were about to take off, Kent Merker, bam, would hit the radio, and, and they said, no, 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 and we would be flying, and then mine and mine for rent. <laughs> You know, and, and and we're taking off, and I'm like, oh, there we go, babe, big league flight. Merker would get the, you know, and and then in 1999, bro, Denny Nagel. Every time, every time we would take off on a flight, Nagel would jump up in the middle and pretend he was Eddie the Eagle. Oh, be like, <laughs> as we were taking off, and it was like this is incredible. Only in the big leagues. And what's so what's so funny too, Chinch? I always get a kick out of like you know when you're on flights and everyone's like, okay. Please put your uh, phones in airplane mode. Turn your laptops tops off. 
you know, all this stuff, it messes with the uh, radar and all that. Guess what, buddy? If you see a big league flight right now, there's 85 laptops <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, there's like not a PlayStation one, plugged one, in somehow. There, yeah, exactly. Not one person is in a seatbelt. <laughs> there are so many electronics going. And I and I and every time they do that on a flight, I'm like, this is such BS because yeah. I've seen, I've flown, flown my whole life where, uh, you know, we're taking off and everybody's laptops out, everybody's oh phones God. out, the radio's on, no one's in a seatbelt. Denny Nagel's Eddie the Eagle flying, you know, in the middle of the thing. It's crazy, man. Oh my god! Crazy. Although That's... one time we one time we did we did have a I don't it was not a crash landing but a hard landing mm. in uh, I think it was hi Carly, it was like a hard landing in like Chicago or something and the and the um the um the uh, the, oh, the, the bags oh dude they all came hitting and they they came, I remember harness just like boom wearing one oh, in the head like. He was like down for the cut. The mask was like wrapped around his head. It was it was incredible. So the uh, flights in the big leagues are the best, dude. They get the music in the back. You know, you, everybody's hanging out. I don't know how they do it now, but that's how we used to do it back in the back in the day. That's the so flights good. were like a big party to get together. And and whenever you whenever they say people say, "What do you miss?" I mean, guys miss the flights and you know traveling. They with call each it other. happy flight, right? When you get a big hanging win, out. you get a happy yeah. flight on your yeah. way home. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, off, happy flight. Nothing. You, nothing you like got a, a win on a flight. win on a getaway day or something like that. Everybody Dude, pounding. It was the best. It was the best. A lot best. of drink. A lot of drinking on those flights. Uh, I think back in the day there were, but I, like you know, we were talking to CC early on. He said nobody drinks anymore in the big leagues. Hmm. You know what I mean, guys are just they're too healthy. You know, like like I said to David Dahl the one time, I said, "Hey, do you guys still have some beers in the flights?" Like, dude, nobody does that anymore. He's like, I felt like a dinosaur. He's like, <laughs> nobody does that. He's like. You know, we got to make sure we're not pulling hamstrings, getting dehydrated. And it's like, hey, there's a lot of money to be made. Nothing worse than if you pull a hammy and you have a hammy all year long. You're, you're costing yourself millions over a couple of Miller Lights, you know? Yeah, that's not <laughs> worth it. That's definitely not it's worth not it. Worth it. Save that for vacation it. time. Yeah. Off season. Wow. All right. Uh, let's see. Flights. Oh, I have one flight story that's pretty crazy. Coming from back in the day at ESPN, we were going, I think it was the World Series Marlins. It was whatever. From Connecticut, they used to make it. They used to make us take like these double puddle jumper flights. So they would, we would go from Connecticut, then right. land in like, I think you always land in Atlanta before you get to Florida. Right, right. We get on the, we get on the Atlanta portion of this. Here's who's on it. I'm on it. Chris Rollenbeck is on this flight. Mark Deaver was on this flight. Uh, I think Peter Cammons might have been on this flight, which is shocking. But we're sitting there and we go to take off. And this is back in like 2003, so you're talking razor phones. Remember the crazy razor phones? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We're sitting there, and right before we turned it off, we 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 took off. We got about 15 feet off the ground, and then you just heard all the power goes out on the plane. Oh my god! And the guy went up, serious, straightened it, and came back down, and we all just sat there, like terrified they take us off the plane they were going to try to fix something it was a computer malfunction thank god it happened 15 feet in the air not five thousand fifty thousand feet oh in the air my God, dude. dude and so we're sitting we're sitting there like kind of like shaky now we're waiting another hour for a flight and i'm sitting next to rowan back and i'm like is this why what you brought up made me laugh i'm like i think that might have been my fault and he goes why and i go i didn't turn my phone off he goes, neither did I. Were you serious? He goes, neither did I. And I'm like, that's where what you said. I'm like, damn, maybe it was back in the day. Maybe it would trigger it. I almost, I almost crashed a plane. By <laughs> I don't think you're that. I don't think your phone's that powerful, Chinch. No, but you got. But by the way, this plane we're on, I'll never forget this too. This is the last point. I, I, when I get on a flight, I close the freaking blind. I just close it. 
I, right. I close the one in front of me. I don't even care if the person sees my hand go in there. And I close the one behind me. And I just try to knock out. I get on this flight, and it's so small. I knocked it. I think there was only one seat on each side. That's how small this plane was. Right. Not even like two more. I close the thing, and a minute later, the flight attendant, <laughs> this nice southern woman comes up to me. She goes, excuse me, sir, you can't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, we all, on this type of flight, consider we're all... We're all working on a flight, so we need you to leave that open in case you see some sort of fire or some sort of flames on a wing. And I was like, what? what I'm a, like, who says a, this? And it was the exact what, same. What am I going to do? Yeah, oh, exactly. What am I going to do? Jump out there, break it open, pour my water oh, on it? Like, fuck. Oh, Pardon my language. Anyway, same flight. Terrifying. Do you, do you get scared of turbulence? Um... Yes. If it gets like really rough, yeah, a little bit. Dude, do you? I had, I, well, I don't, I don't, well, if it gets really rough, I do get a little uneasy, but I've taken so many flights. But Alex Battaglia, who's my, uh, my buddy who works for um, JetBlue, he, um, he runs all the flights and he said, look at turbulence as a pothole in the road. That's all it is. Interesting. And that made, that like made my mind, oh, yeah, it's a pothole, it a pothole, pothole in the air. You know, you get hit. The, oh, you just hit a pothole. You know what I mean? Like, huh. and you might hit about 40 of them in a row sometimes in bad weather, but, you know, you're safe. You're still safe. You know? Yeah. I don't really like the shakiness of it. <laughs> Usually, though, I try to pass out on a flight or fall asleep. And so I'll wake up going. <laughs> and then you wake up and I'm like, oh, man, I've been drooling Drool, on a guy sitting next to me yourself, for like yeah, than a lady. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, we, we've made it through our flights. Hopefully we have happy flights. What else you got going yeah. on this week? I mean, big, big stuff. Any more heroic uh, stuff? Any of that stuff? No, nothing, nothing much going on this week, man. Just uh, that's good, man. You Andrew's home for spring break, nice. which is good. Uh, you know, kids are home and just family stuff, dude. That's it this week. That's what it's all about, man. Family yeah, first. That's what it's all about. That's what we say on the mayor's yeah. office. Yeah, that's right, right, brother. All right, man. All right, congratulations, Judge fans. Almost. Yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. Almost, almost. Not, not. That's not mm -hmm. done until it's done. But let's, let's. Right. Uh, congrats of almost. There you, you know. go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna All go. Right, I'm gonna go shave. I'm starting to get gray on my beard. Yeah, That's dude, not a good no, thing. do your thing, dude. All right, <laughs> All right. love you. Buddy. Yeah, Chinchy, love you. Have a great day. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.